Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today, we dive into the first episode of Season 3 of Sex in the City. In this episode, Carrie and Big take to the streets of New York, which experts agree is the true main character. No, wait, can I have a do-over? <laughs> no, despite some Cuomo and Finley musical stylings, we're back at 30 Rock, and so too is Jack, ready to ascend the corporate ladder, starting with the mail shoots. Liz is attempting to adopt a baby, which requires the 30 Rockers to get their collective shit together. Spoiler alert, they do not. In other plot points, Jenna is super thin, Tracy is super rich, and Kenneth is super game for some homosexualant distractions. Interesting. Everyone put on your Colin Firth sweaters and let's do this. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. What can I do for you, Jack? Devin, I know we've had our battles in the past, but I want to offer my assistance to you and Kathy. <laughs> That's funny, Jack. You see, the only thing that Kathy and I need assistance with is deciding which John Mayer song to do it to. Oh, come on, thanks. You sold off small appliances, Shinehart wigs missed projections for last quarter. And I hear that that theme park fire didn't destroy any of the stuff it was supposed to. Rumor has it you're in over your head. <clears throat> well, you know what they say about rumors, Jack. They make a rue out of more and des. Yes, we've had some setbacks, <clears throat> but Kathy and I have everything under control. <laughs> Don't even think about talking to her when her soaps are on. <laughs> Seriously, she will bite you. You owe me a job, Banks. You know her father wanted me to take over before he slipped into that coma. If there's one thing I learned from you, Jack, it's keep your friends close. And your enemies so close that you're almost kissing. So, <clears throat> that's why I'm going to offer you a job. In the mail room. <laughs> I'll take it. Was that word homosecculent? What was the word? Homosexulent? Homosexulent. <laughs> Homosuc so homosecculent would be good. Too, yes. Homosecculent. I like it. Homosecculent. <laughs> well, we're opening season three. I can't believe we've done season one and season two already. Flying by it's very ridiculous. quickly. I mean, and um, yet hellaciously slow, given the fact that we did this over a pandemic year. Yeah. Did we do both seasons in one year? Yeah, mm -hmm. we sure did. Yeah. It's awesome. This season opener feels really clean and fresh. We're like outside. Her outfit's great. You know, I just, we're starting over, doing over. I love it. Gave me a happy little feeling and what's left in my little heart. <laughs> I know. We took, we dispensed with the, cyn the cynicism of the past two seasons. We're just like, let's do sex in the city. And here we go. We're in New York. We're out and about. It's sunny. It's fresh. It's exciting. Jack's back. Nobody spits in her mouth. Megan Mullally's there. It's going to be fun. Although, Megan Mullally, I've always had tr trouble with her in roles that aren't Karen. Just because her normal voice is not Karen. She is freaking hilarious on Parks and Rec though when she plays Tammy. So fucking funny. Yeah. When they go visit her in the library and she's like smacking herself in the face with like bacon <laughs> sausage? or leather or yeah. whatever yes it is. And um, Amy Poehler's like, oh my God, she's good. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> Whale tail. Whale tail. Whale tail. That shit is fucking hilarious. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything except this in Parks and Rec. That wasn't Will and Grace. And I'm not a huge Will and Grace fan. I would have been a big Garen and Jack fan though. Yes. Well, they're fantastic. We'll discuss later your Will and Grace uh, aversion um, and fix it in due time. Do you think Eric McCormick can act? 
I don't care. He's so cute. Ugh. No, he's, he's so not. cute with that giant mole. Nope. Crash. And then he's on a terrible episode of SVU where he is oh my God. wearing a gold chain and abusing his daughter. It's just like, is there even, it shouldn't even be seven degrees. It should be a half of a degree to SVU with you. Anyway, but yes, fresh and clean, lovely cold open, very precious. And then we get back into our 30 Rock ridiculousness pretty soon thereafter. Well, she's walking down the street and Liz looks amazing and hears, hello, pussycat. And she's like, really? Lots of ladies get in a car with you after you, you crazy piece of Jack. Really bad idea, uh, but I still liked it. It was enough for me. It felt authentic for the moment. Yeah. Do you have people though that you see and you like you go to hug them and they go to like shake your hand and then they go to bug you and you like you're just like a hundred percent. So they're excited to see each other, have Jack get his job back. Isn't it great? And he says he owes it. He's not at liberty to discuss it. He uh, it's classified information until Cheney dies. But isn't there some flashback to some point in him getting it on with Cheney? I'm a hundred percent positive. Yeah. What episode is? Well, it's not this episode, but I thought it was. Well, I think or at least he makes some sort of allusion to he bottomed for Dick Cheney because that wasn't clear yet. Yes, I could, it must come up again. Yeah. And then he said he's not going to die for a long time because that man is mostly metal, which is funny. She wants Devin. He's got to go because Devin is the worst. Like, he doesn't even care yeah. when we should have cake for people's birthdays around the weekends. <laughs> well, both Jack and Liz agree that it's the Friday before lunch, the Friday before their birthday weekend at lunch. She's like, oh, he's like, what's with that outfit? Did the people from the makeover show finally respond to your letter? So I'm thinking it's the swan. Did you ever watch the swan? No, I've heard, I w- was obviously alive when it happened. <laughs> and just a ridiculous premise of we're going to pay you, or you're like going to win challenges for nose jobs Plastic and surgery. shit. Yes. Insane. And it was. And uh, put you on this pedestal, do like a 360 of you. It was great. Or maybe they meant what to- not to wear. That would be a good one for her. Yeah, that's where I went immediately was what not to wear. I went to the swan. <laughs> well, as well. As well you fucking should. You've go. got the look. Not this lemon. So let's just say right away, she should not be adopting a child. Anybody who works 68, 80 hours a week who lives alone <laughs> should not have a kid. No. <laughs> Am I no, right? No, I mean, she's got, she's got $40,000 in uh, checking, though. I think so she can that's enough. The diapers. <laughs> she can afford the diapers. Yeah. Well, let's just quickly recap what happened last time. So Jack went to Washington, was sodomized by Vice President Dick Cheney, and got to leave and come back. But Kathy Geis is still CEO, and Devin is pulling the gay little puppet, little puppet strings. I was trying to make strings gayer, but it's pretty gay already. <laughs> didn't I'm guessing the basic people thought, like I did, that Kathy didn't actually want to have sex with anybody. I thought she was just like off in her little crazy world. But it seems like she really does want to get it on. I mean, she grabbed his junk. Well, that was his upper thigh. You think his dick was there? Well, I think they weren't allowed to show her actually groping his penis. His penis. <laughs> and, um... I, uh... So who knows? She doesn't say much, but... She you does speak in this she episode, and we were body. told by the Lies. audio Lies. commentary that she never spoke a line. So and what did she thanks say? a lot, Jack McBrayer and Jenna Maloney. Way to let me down. And she also sings. Remember? No. Susan Boyle, when she gets on stage when they're trying to find the uh, other cast member, she's like, I dreamed a dream and oh, I'm yes. gone by. <laughs> Marceline Hugo, shout out to her for being an amazing actress. 
Well, Liz is about to plead her case to Jack about why she's ready for an adoption. She's going to be, he said, just be yourself. And she's like, I'm going to be better than myself. My apartment is spotless. I practiced all my answers. I got rid of my Colin Firth movies in case they consider that erotica. <laughs> Did you know that Colin Firth has a huge penis? He yeah. has stated on the record that he was concerned that he was hurting his first girlfriend with how massive his penis was. Oh, my God. Exciting jazz music. Mr. Darcy, all day. Yeah, Mr. Darcy can stick that D in me. <laughs> I think what you meant was... So Jack's in his old office with Devin and Kathy, who's watching her soaps on the computer with a headset. Right, so Devin and Jack are back, and let me tell you, it's gay as fuck already. So <laughs> it's amazing. Everything's amazing. So Jack has offered his assistance to Devin because uh, he wants to get back in the GE fold. And Devin says, super heterosexually, the only thing that he and Kathy need assistance with is deciding which John Mayer song to do it to. Hate John Mayer. Everyone does, except for who? Andy Cohen. <laughs> that fits. <sighs> it's exhausting just to even hear that. <laughs> Andy Cohen is just a top with too much exposure. And he's doing that show about how reality shows started. It's terrible. I was like, oh, the real world cast them totally in again. Nope, boring. I learned more on their show. Anyway, so... We learned yeah. that is tanking because he sold off small appliances... And Shineheart Wigs, which is the uh, company that owns NBC, missed projections for last quarter. Bummer. Rumor has it. You're in over your head. Well, you know what they say about rumors, Jack? They make a rue out of more and S. <laughs> Naturally. Anyway, so they start to get closer, and it's amazing. But first, we learn an important tidbit about Kathy. She loves soaps, and don't fucking touch her when she's watching them. He tosses her hair gently, and she violently snaps at him like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, seriously, she will bite you. So we should start biting people. Yes. So Jack and Devin get into their deep voice man talking. You owe me a job, Banks. You know our father wanted me to take over before he slipped into that coma. If there's one thing I've learned about you, Jack, it's keep your friends close and your enemies so close that you're almost kissing. Splooge. Just everything about that was just a major moment for me. And Alec Baldwin keeps looking at his mouth, like at Devin's mouth. You know how you look at someone's mouth when you're like going to put your mouth on their mouth. Yeah. He's perfect. He's so perfect. He's like, so that's why I'm going to offer you a job in the mail, in the room. mail room. So he takes it and uh, pumped about it. So Jack's back at GE and not even on the 11th floor, the ninth floor, the fourth floor, whatever floor that was last time. Um, he's in the basement. So now we're in the hallway. Frank's got a hat on, says former Cyclops. Frank's and Jenna nice. and Lutz are in the hallway. And Jenna's got great news. She got a residual check from her Japanese commercial, which we flashed to. And she's drinking a beverage and gets smacked in the face. She's like, I still don't know how that advertised Tokyo University. Now, you guys know that celebrities really do do this, yes. right? Yeah. So I looked it up. It's like a million dollars per commercial. Damn. Tommy Lee Jones, for example, he has as much as a million dollars for a six-month run of commercials. Don't you always wonder, like, don't you have enough money, Brad Pitt and Justin Timberlake? Like, why are you flying over to Japan? But I guess if you work for one day and you make a million dollars, like, why not, right? Seriously. Oh, well, what's interesting is it used to be... freakazoid there. <laughs> Justin Bieber does commercials for SoftBank, which I know about from WeWork. 
Harrison Ford does a beer commercial. Edward Furlong did a hot noodle. Like, what the hell? Anyway, Tracy's not keeping his sales on the down low. His uh, video game is selling through the Riznoof, which is not slang. It is a speech impediment. 61 million copies at $60 each is $3.6 gazillion. So I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but he's made all the money himself. He's not giving it to Grizz, to .com, to Jenna. And this check is the Priznoof. Now that check says $457,000 on it. It does not say 3.6 gazillion. So, <laughs> well, yeah, The Japanese animators were probably paid. Or the Korean animators, sorry. And they said that that one was not a speech impediment. That's just Tracy being obnoxious. <laughs> Anyway, we're back to Jack, and he's already been promoted once already, and it's been mere hours, so that's great. He, it took him 22 years last time to rise from the bare bottom to the super hung top, and... <laughs> Jesus. Was that not it? Was that not it? Perfect. It's perfect. So, he's the mailroom guy now, 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 turned Australian there for a second, and he thinks he can do what he did in 22 years in nine now, which seems to bode well considering he already got promoted, and now he's a head mailroom guy. He's going to be, with a little hard work, he's going to hit VP status before he's 60. And she's and, and uh, Liz says, if my home valuation goes well, I'll be a mother by 50. Like, she's only 40 now, she's right? She's 37. Okay, calm down. <laughs> she says it in the episode. In the epi- Okay, that's right. So, like, it's going to take her that long to be a mother? I guess adoption. I know, she seemed surprised later in the episode that it was going to take so long, but she's already preparing for it to take 13 years. And we know what happens in the 13th year. You turn into a mermaid. <laughs> so now we're in our Disney apartment. Channel? Yeah. The famous Megan Mullally is there looking for any way to kill herself while she's there. She tries to <laughs> hang herself with the curtain pull. She tries to set the place on fire. She doesn't really seem like a stable person, Bev, to be uh, questioning Liz. Yeah, and I love that she asked Liz for uh, the explanation behind why she wants to adopt, and she is a super can pageant answer of the world is a troubled place and there's so many children in need of adoption worldwide. And Bev is just like, okay, so other or infertility? <laughs> uh, other. Spinsters should have been the option. She says, how old are you? And Liz says, I'm 37. She's like, I should tell you right now, it's important that you don't lie. <laughs> How often do you entertain gentlemen's sex guests? And this is a fantastic answer. Oh boy, that's once a year, maybe. But I'd be open to cutting it down. <laughs> so Bev's trying to choke herself with the curtain cord, and Liz is like, is that a safety thing? Because I can fix that. She's like, you ever run a webcam ring out of here, Liz? Gentlemen tell you what to do, and you do it. At first with some feigned hesitation. Uh, no, is that on the form? Yeah, what is this fucking form? It's like, it doesn't have an answer for like, want to rid the world of evil and unhoused children, but it does have sex crime? Not sex crime. Sex Do you crime. have an OnlyFans, basically? Who doesn't these days? I mean, this is it right here. Subscribe <laughs> to my <laughs> Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> OnlyFans, Nick and Julie get sleepy near bed or couch. <laughs> yes. I know. Hopefully Nick's not going to disappear into a dark, dark tunnel this week. <laughs> Last week, you literally were like, and good night. Um. So she said, have you ever been convicted of a crime? She said, I was arrested once in Germany for public nudity. I thought it was a topless beast. Turns out beast. Beach. Turned out it was a shipyard. <laughs> Do you think she saw any famous ships there? Like uh, the Ever whatever from the canal? You know, Suez. Oh, yes. Evermore, ever 
That's the Taylor Swift album. No, anyway, I don't so think th- she did. <laughs> <laughs> so now she's going to dig it in deeper. You're a TV writer, Liz. How many hours a week do you work? Her phone starts ringing. She's like, is that a work call? Could be, or it could be my annual sex guest. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she can't help but throw a joke in there. <laughs> Your work life seems very demanding. Maybe I should pop by there tomorrow. Brutal. So then we go back to uh, Kathy Geis. They're really laying in that she loves soap operas. They might as well just have her wear a t-shirt that says, I love soap operas. So Miss Geis has handed her soap opera digest. Do you feel like the number of unicorns and stuffed animals has like even doubled after last week's episode? <laughs> yes, 100%. Well, she's, she's uh, nesting, you know? Yes. <laughs> Very much. Getting ready to mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's like, so, Kathy, this can't be easy for you. Your father was such a great teacher and trapped in a coma. All this responsibility heaped on you. Young shoulders. <laughs> Um, so he's trying to get close to Kathy, which he very much succeeds and not in the way he anticipated. So as soon as he said, I want to be of service, let me help you. Gross. Knew it was coming. And so Kathy reaches her gnarled hand up his thigh and starts grabbing at his, um, his scrotum. <laughs> so we're back in the writer's room. And this is great. Liz is like, hey, can I have everyone's attention? She's oh, this was so fucking funny. This is so funny. There's a woman coming by the office today. Oh, like, no, stop, no it. stop it. Stop it. Stop the way it. she says stop it is so funny. I don't know why. <laughs> she's like, uh, her name's Bev and she's evaluating me for an adoption. Whoa. She's like, morons. Uh. <laughs> I need everyone to be on their best behavior. No cursing. Please take down any pornography you have in your office. Pete and the girl writer take off. I do love that she becomes such a character later when she joins the entourage. She has a name. Is it? Is it? It's something Swedish. I don't. Yeah. Remember. Anyway, so she's like nothing worried, weird, and Frank's like, "Come on, it's movie party Thursday." Sue. Sue, you're right. Sue, Sue. Laroche Vanderhout. <laughs> don't they get her a bra at one point? They're like, "Look, we got Sue a new bra." <laughs> she's like, <laughs> "So Frank's wearing a baseball cap that says horny on it." He's like, "I brought in my tape of circus accident." She's like, "No, no, just Please, be normal." A sauce. lion eats a sad clown. <laughs> just be normal sauce. Has anyone ever said normal sauce? Yeah, Liz. But I mean, like, what was the... There was a something sauce we were saying for a minute. Awesome sauce? Awesome, awesome yeah. Awesome sauce, okay. I'm a little old for awesome sauce, but she seems <laughs> a little old for normal sauce. She's like, a so chase Liz, that hat. So Liz lied about a bunch of shit, um, including the fact that 30 Rock has a nursery. So she employs Pete to craft one. Um, which is fine above board. No worries there. I'm sure it'll be fine. Then we get to Jenna. Jenna's looking so thin. So thin, right? Didn't notice. Okay. Well, thin or not thin, she has a serious issue. And Liz suggests that she told her not to write back to her soccer. And she's like, no, this isn't Yolanda. (laughs) (laughs) So Tracy keeps bragging about all the money he's made off that stupid video game. Meanwhile, those of us that did the voice acting weren't even compensated. And she gave some real winners. Touch my knees. Touch my knees with your butt. Touch my knees with your knees butt. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was years ago. That was years ago. Man, that was fucking years ago. Jenna says, I mean, I don't do anything for Yolanda. And she sends me the headless dolls. <laughs> Liz is so used to lying that she... Um, 
it just immediately off that it was like, Tracy has a very special gift for you. Just, uh, you know, you're going to, you'll, you'll, you'll be it. embarrassed. You're going to be embarrassed that we had this conversation. You'll see. <laughs> and she's like, can you, can I hide this box of penis pasta in your dressing room? How about you just throw it away? <laughs> she might want it later. <laughs> God, how can I have a kid here? I can't even keep a grown woman safe in this place. Unsatisfactory. Mm. Are you okay, Bev? You had quite a fall there. Oh. Oh. I'm Bev. I'm here to do Liz's adoption evaluation. Well, yes. H- hello, Bev. Did you just get here? Yes. I'm here to do Liz's adoption evaluation. Where's my clicky pen? I get a do-over. No, we have to take her to a hospital. 20 minutes. Just give me 20 minutes. She doesn't remember anything. You heard what the lady said. We're taking our mulligan. Let's make this one count now. It's time, Lily. Kathy's texting me that Devin's gone. I have to go upstairs. What are you going to do? I'm going to give Kathy the full soap opera while you try to trick a lady with a head injury. We might not be the best people. But we're not the worst. Graduate Graduate students students are the worst. Hi, I'm Bev. Let's get started. Right this way. So we're back to Jack, and he just came from his uncomfortable sexual assault by Kathy. Um... (laughs) saying that she touched him in his swimsuit area. Um, and then Liz is just like, no, I guess like this is fair, the no shock. And he's like, yeah, it made me really uncomfortable. Um, and then he loses all credibility or any sympathy when he's like, it's not at all erotic and fun like when men do it to women. And then he's like, have you ever been sexually harassed? And they both say, of course not. And that was just like, yikes, come on, kids. Let's not do this. Anyway, but Jack's in for it. And he's like, how far will I let her go? You know, when I <laughs> are we talking about over the shirt, frontsies, backsies, or would I really have to give her my gift? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, what am I talking about? I can't go through with this. If I pleasure Kathy to get my old job, I'm no better than Devin. The only path is the virtuous path. Even if it takes five years. And she thought it was going to take nine. But now it's five because he got promoted again this morning, and now he's director of mail systems. Killing it. I don't know, for whatever reason, like the dopamine rush, it's the same as Candy Crush. When you pass a level, it means nothing. When fictional characters get promotions, I'm like, ah, killing, killing, killing. You are it. winning at life, Jack Donaghy. Pete has kindly converted the green room into a nursery. Well done, man. So he's got some dolls. They're called Little Creepers, naturally super hilarious. <laughs> and Liz gets super maternal and is like, is it wrong that I just want one of these to grow up yes. and resent me? Yeah, it it's is. Wrong. It's super fucking is. Can't yeah, have it's really a kid. wrong. You have no yeah. room. <laughs> you, there's no room. There's no room. So She doesn't Liz, even have a second bedroom yet. You can't adopt a child without a second bedroom. Don't you watch Law & Order when the social worker comes? <laughs> She's going to put in the uh, DVD slot. Oh, where the pizza the goes? Waffle. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. So she's like, hey, Tracy, did you see that thing in the paper today about Little Wayne? That's a person, right? She looks over to Grizzin.com who nod. Really? Like, yes, Liz. She's like, anyway, Little Wayne, every time he album drops, he buys diamond watches for everybody that worked on it. Tracy's like, I know what you're ha- ha- uh, hinting at, Liz Lemon. I should get my rap career going again all in due time. <laughs> so it's um, so then she's more explicit and is like, no, I really want you to get presents for everyone who helped you with your video game, especially Jenna. And then uses noblesse oblige, which is such a great term that not a lot of people use, nor necessarily should they. But And it's when I do, so- I say noblesse oblige. Am I wrong? You're no, right. I'm probably wrong. 
You're right. It's no blessed leash. What? I couldn't hear you. What? Julie, you are. Score one point for the old lady. I got you in the dark. <laughs> so he says, let's go shopping to the Batmobile. <laughs> so Grizz is like, don't worry. He's just leasing it. She's like, oh, okay. So Jack is trying to give lessons to everyone about how to ascend as quickly as he is. And he's like, so now, Manny, if you're going to dress for the job you want to have, what are you going to do? He's like, tomorrow I'm going to show up to work dressed as a Mexican wrestler. Neat. Out of the woods comes Devin Banks with no shoes but two men. <laughs> two leather daddies. <laughs> Please. I wasn't labeling. Uh, Jack notices and he's like, Banks, good God, what are you doing here? And where are your shoes? So he's clearly high on either PCP, meth, or Molly. None of those things were clear to me. I'm so glad you told me. <laughs> You're welcome. So De- Banks is like, damn it. Must have left him in a business meeting. <laughs> he's like, Banks, you got to get a hold of yourself. You got a company to run. And he's running it into the ground. So he's going to quadruple profits by the year 2015 by shutting everything down for two years. <laughs> and Jack is petitioning with him. He's like, this, think about the jobs, the economy. Super Republican stuff. This is G. We learned it's now just G. <laughs> He's gotten rid of the E because he just did E in the woods. Good one. I've added Thank the, you. C, the E to Samsung, and now they're Sam Samsung. <laughs> Oblige. <laughs> I was supposed to be at a board meeting five hours ago. Which way is Connecticut? Ugh. He runs off and climbs up a rock. Hi, I'm Bev. We're back with Bev. How she kills that line every single fucking time she does it. She's here to do Liz's adoption evaluation, and she's at 30 Rock. Is it going to go well? Absolutely not. Here's the many ways in which it does not. So we start with Kenneth and his interview. I do love this when they just go to each individual person, full camera, interview style. Absolutely hilarious. And Kenneth says, three of my nine siblings were adopted, and someday I'm going to find them. (laughs) That is so... I love when they just turn things around, and I'm not ready, and it's so funny. So she's like, this is our studio. It'll be a really fun place to grow up. Lots of costumes, electricity crackles, a man screams. Someone yells, watch out, idiot. Nice job, jackass. We're like a big family here. And then she's like, hey, Rick, to one of two black guys that they have on their staff, evidently. And he retorts with, I'm Fred. Rick is the other black guy. Bev is not amused because she says it happens all the time to her black husband. So Happens to everyone, right, Bev? She's like, yeah. Happens all the time to my black husband. Oh, it's your line, Jenna. Ah, my God, what a gemstone. So they met back in the early 90s, 1993 to be exact. What a great time. She had just broken up with O.J. Simpson, and she wants to make it very clear that he was a total gentleman. Suri says, Liz is a really, really mature person, and she totally deserves to get custody of her kids. (laughs) Liz is trying to adopt. She's like, then who are those kids you were yelling at the other day? Some Liz child actors like, who'd lied about being able to break dance, obviously. So then we move on to Pete. Um, is he going to nail it? Is he going to win it? Is he going to redeem everyone? No. So he reveals that he lived with Liz while he was separated from his wife. They used to tie each other to the bed. Liz's bed. Um, and she would cover herself with toaster strudels or Pop-Tarts, I believe it was, if we didn't recall that. So he's like, it was in a platonic way, purely. Um, but he hasn't lived there for a couple months because he's been in anger management because he shot one of his coworkers with an arrow. Um, to save Kenneth, and it was just stupid Donnie, so. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So then Pete, we leave Pete, who did a poor job, and about to do a poorer job is Frank. 
who did, did change hats. Now he's wearing a bowler hat that says corny says, instead of a yeah. baseball hat. <laughs> so he did. So he's showing directions. the. He did, follow, but he's still showing the fur. The furcus, Brian Furcus. He's still showing the. Uh, Brian Fellows. The uh, circus scene. He believes it's from the Philippines. That's important. And the lion goes nuts and attacks the older clown. How do we get start talking about this? Did you bring it up? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Would you excuse me for a moment, please? How's your thing going? Not terrific. She says to Jack. um, And then he reveals himself in a very earnest, heartfelt moment. Lemon, I don't have five years. Devin's completely lost it. And I have to stop him before everything goes under. He wants to shut down the entire company. So he decides while Devin's in Connecticut, which will take him um, about two and a half days, based on my Google map walking directions from New York, he's going to do something for the greater good, and he's going to do the hell out of Kathy. Yuck. Sorry, he's not going to do her. He's going to doink her. So that's rough. Have you ever been in, have you ever been in a situation where you could use your sexuality to uh, get a promotion? No. Have you? I mean, it didn't get me a promotion, but I still tried it. This is a joke. This is an absolute I was joke. Say your sister's your boss. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's now. And she wasn't she's always. on this podcast. So. <laughs> I am. Uh... So Liz is talking to Bev, and she's like, "Tracy Jordan's not here right now, but he's great. So shame you don't get to meet him." He comes in. Attention, everyone. <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone involved in making my video game the most profitable thing since the war on terror. Yes, Ooh. I am provocative. Frank, Spicy. for all your hard work, please accept this set of gold nunchucks. Solid gold. 100% Solid gold. Frank, 100% good. Pure gold. PDP, for letting us use the sound booth, please accept this chinchilla coat. You are going to get <laughs> so much nice, nice in that. You're going to have to grow another ding. Liz cuts him off and is like, this is Bev, the lady from my adoption thing. If you could cool it and be normal sauce, for the love of God, please. And then he reveals his gift for Liz Lemon. Hold on. He says, Bev, and kisses her on the mouth. (laughs) That's right. Inappropriate. (laughs) And then even more inappropriate, but still poignant and provocative. He says, now you look out for my girl Liz Lemon, because me and her go all the way back, like spinal cords and car seats. (laughs) So Mr. Banks is not in Connecticut. He blew it off like those two dudes in the park. And he's back. And everyone's scrambling. And... Um, he's still high on something. He's like, let's chit chat. What's that? Man trouble? Bootcut jeans? Fun. Bye. So Liz enlists the help of Kenneth and says, it is imperative that you keep Mr. Banks down here until I can get to Jack. Do you know what imperative means? Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> so fucking funny. Important. It means important. Liz, like, I'll be just a second, Bev. And then Kenneth, knowing that he's the so best ready, bait, so ready, Mr. Banks, look how many push-ups I can do. <laughs> he does what we call girl push-ups on his knees. But I mean, that Devin is the perfect is position. Well, yeah, because he's ready to. Uh... Now we enter Jack's old office where he and Kathy guys are slow dancing to feel the vibration with Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's about that time to bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme. And Liz and then... pops in and closes her eyes. <laughs> and Kathy guys, who's Still wearing most of her, all of her clothes. Yeah, her, like, Jack top, is like super top none button is open. Yeah. It's just like, cover yourself. Then we get into the elevator and Liz <laughs> says to Jack, you smell like strawberries. It's the lip gloss. That he, that she put on him so he could be her fancy boy. Is this the way my life was supposed to turn out? 
The kid who walked four miles every Saturday to caddy because his mother said that golf was a game for businessmen. Aww. Paid his way through Princeton by working the day shift at the graveyard and the graveyard shift at the days in. <laughs> well done. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. 22 years of single-minded fighting my way to the top of this country. Company. Company. Well, both. <laughs> Thank God I don't have your biological need for children. That would make success impossible. Just fucking brutal. They started in such a beautiful tone at the beginning of the episode with New York, the fifth character, and now these digs. Anyway, so he realizes now that everything, his entire future, hinges on how far he's willing to go with a woman endure the explore panties that were clearly made for an obese child. Liz, Liz comes through. Kathy, right? She knows. She knows. And Liz has come through with the reality speak here. This is, this is like accuracy, clarity sauce right now. She's like, are you sure that she even wants sex? Like, look at her. She's arrested development in a human form. She's probably just looking for attention. Her whole world is stuffed unicorns and soap operas. Boom. Mind grapes. All the fire. Because she has an idea. Soap operas. You need to be a soap opera. They're not about sex. No. The best part of a soap opera is when someone's twin interrupts a wedding or someone pulls a gun at the fitness center. Hold on a second, Jack says. Kathy's texting me now. She's wondering where my strawberry mouth is. And Jack <laughs> sort of closes his lips like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> so Bab's back. She finally meets Jack Donaghy. And he's like, let me give you a tour. Have you had one of our magnificent studio? Um, so he takes her around. And then we cut back to Jenna. Thank God. Love her. Amazing. <laughs> so her thank you gift is not a chinchilla coat. It's not nunchucks. It is some coupons. For what, Julie? Free hugs. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I'm suing you for a share of your game profits, Tracy. What the hell? That is not her voice. <laughs> so uh, Jack's like, do you want to see the green room? She's like, you mean the nursery? And at that exact moment, they're tossing the little creeper baby dolls out. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this stuff back to the rental place by five. And the dolls are saying, I love you, mommy. I love you. So um, everything's collapsing. It is just fucking entropy at this point. Bev is done. Liz is freaking out. And Bev realizes that Liz lied to her about pretty much she everything. She told her not to lie. She, yes. Yes. So she's like, this is a breach of trust. Liz is like, let me explain myself. For the love of God, I can fix this with more what? You guessed it. Lies. Um, and then we get a real fun scene when she calls her out and Bev's like, Miss Lemon, did you lie to me about there being a nursery here? And then Liz is like, no, Rick, what are you doing? He's like, bitch, my name is Fred. <laughs> this is very disturbing, Liz. This is a serious breach of trust. She's like, Bev, allow me to explain. Jack falls in. I've been mentoring Lemon for some time now. Are you her boss? Nice. No, I work in the mailroom. <laughs> Why would you not moment. say yes? Because he's yes. not a liar. Now, at that minute, he's, like, engaged with Bev, and Kathy comes flying out of nowhere and attacks Bev's and throws her against the wall. <laughs> Kathy, Bev and I are just friends. Kathy's the new so, CEO of the company. He's, like, wrestling her, trying to hold her down. He's like, Bev, you better run. She's surprisingly strong. So here are the things that Bev has learned. Liz is a liar. About her age, maybe. About the nursery, definitely. Frank is some weirdo who watches Filipino circus accidents. Her boss... Um, Pete is in anger management for assaulting a coworker. There's lighting accidents that seem to nonplus the staff. Sari reveals that Liz yells at children on occasion. So it's not going great. 
Then Frank it's hits her in the head accidentally with the nunchucks, knocking her unconscious. <laughs> then my favorite part, he quietly, gently lays the nunchucks down next to her and runs away. <laughs> yeah. So Liz is freaking out, as she should be. She's like, I told you to change that hat. She's like, oh, God, how can I have a kid here? I can't even keep a grown woman safe in this space. So Bev is back, and she now has the speech impediment. And no memory. She's got sudden onset blood force trauma amnesia. She's like, hi, I'm Bev. I'm here to do Liz's adoption evaluation. I'm here to do Liz's adoption evaluation. <laughs> Why, yes, hello. Did you just get here? So Jack's trying to be the voice of reason, and is like, no, no, we have to take her to the fucking hospital. And she's like, no, no, do over, do over. Do you hear that? We're, We're taking the mulligan. Let's make this one count. It's time. Lemon. Kathy's texting me that Devin's gone. I have to go upstairs. What are you going to do? I'm going to give Kathy the full soap opera while you try to trick a lady with a head and <laughs> We might not be the best people, but we're not the worst. Graduate, Graduate students, students are the worst. Are the worst. No Nailed it. We crushed it. Yeah. Bev says, hi, I'm Bev. Let's get started. So now everyone's fucking nailing it. Jenna's like, I know Liz would be a wonderful mother because she's intelligent and kind. She reminds me of my own mom. Tough love, consistency, little mustache in a certain light. <laughs> and other kids really like her, says Sari. What? Hey, Fred. Nailed it. Nailed it. Third time's a charm. Hey. Well, I've seen everything I need to see. Man, do I have a headache. Let's get down to brass tacks. Liz, as a single woman with a demanding job in such a well, non-traditional environment, I'm sorry, but you're just not an ideal candidate. Thank you. But we did everything perfectly this time. Bev doesn't know what's going on. She's like, huh? And why don't you give Liz's impassioned speech? Yes, I work very hard. Almost all the time. But I feel like my life will open up and make room. Just the way that my heart will open up and make room when I meet this baby. And yes, this place is not ideal, but these weirdos are family to me. And so if this job is a deal breaker, then you tear up my application and I will start over someplace else. Strike. 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 That was a good normal way. FrankCanavan.com were listening and they're like really, you know, inner corner. And Bev says, I wish there was a box on these forms. Sorry. I wish there was a box on me. I'm going to reconsider your recommendation. Oh, Bev, thank you. Thank you, Bev. She's like, hi, I'm Bev. I'm here to do Liz's adoption evaluation. Blurg. All right, take her to the hospital. Let's get started. <laughs> Did I do it? Did I crush it? That was no. perfect. Crush it. Thank you. Jonathan comes looking for Liz. He's like, what are you doing? Get upstairs. Jonathan, not now. He's like, yes, now. Jack kicked me out of the office. He's about to debase himself to save the company. Do you think he's more mad that Jack is not debasing himself with him? Yes. He always has Jack's best interest at heart. At heart. <laughs> so we're back so, in Jack's, well, Kathy's office now. And yes. Sorry. Let's, can I paint the picture, please? Yes. Jack is laying on a couch with the teddy bear behind him, something underneath his knees, and a unicorn placed <laughs> where the penis would be. <laughs> and she's ca- excitedly taking off his shoes. That is a picture of my brain I will not get rid of very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Liz comes in and is like, if you do this, you'll be just as bad as Devin. And then we realize we're about to enact Soap Opera Central. I thought you were at the fin- fitness center with your twin. What? Liz, it's not what you think. Kathy and I are just working together. 
Kathy, you know my lover, Liz. That better be true, Jack, or I'll make both of you disappear just like I did with Vivienne and Patch. So Patch is from Days of Our Lives. He was fantastic. I loved Patch. Patch and Kayla. Don't be ridiculous, Liz. You know that you're the only woman I've ever really loved. Kathy's my partner. She's hiring me to help her invest in all her business matters. Isn't that true, Kathy? I'm sorry, darling. I've just been paranoid ever since that incident with the weather machine. They're leaning kiss, in kiss, towards kiss, each kiss, other. Kiss, She's kiss, like, yes, yes, yes. Kathy does speak. And she's speaking for the audience, who at this time were like, are Liz and Jack ever going to get together? I don't ever remember wanting that, except when they go down to visit his mother's lesbian friend and they're sleeping in that bed. But other than that, I never thought they were going to kiss. So they're both leaning in and they're like, no, sorry, thank you. No, no, I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> so he says, uh, he runs into Banks and he's like, got any mail for me, Johnny? He's like, it's all over Banks. Kathy's hired me to privately advise her on all her business matters. Matters. My God, that's her signature. There's little butterfly stickers <laughs> all over there. We're outside, right? So we're finishing the episode the same way we started it. We're outside. Yeah. Beautiful day. He's like, I'm not stupid, Jack. I saw this day coming. But I've already made provisions for my financial future. And he runs out in the middle of traffic and get hit by a car. <laughs> but it's Tracy. And Tracy can't be sued because he's already being sued. Double indemnity. Which is a great film, if anyone has not seen it. Hey, it worked. Banks goes and jumps in front of another car and gets hit by then. He'll sue them instead. (laughs) So we end the episode in Jack's office with Jack in it. (laughs) Lemon comes in. He's like, Lemon, how's your friend Bev? She's like, unfortunately, Bev has made a full recovery, so I've had to start over with another agency. (laughs) This might take a long time, actually. Which she knew. She said she'd be a mother by 50. I know, but if she keeps failing, she's going to have to go through, like, 30 different agencies. Fail. Fair. <laughs> fail, Liz. Fail. Fail. <laughs> so she Thanks, leaves, fail. and then she peers back in and watches him with her <laughs> little so face. precious. He's like, did you need anything else, Lemon? She's like, no. I just like seeing you in there. <laughs> Super sweet. Good so episode. Fun. Good episode. Heartwarming. Great one. Well, we'll figure out. You're going to get a perfect score, I assume. But we'll I mean, figure I hope out how. so. I really take my time. <laughs> I do the quadratic equation. I um, check its charts <laughs> in the what's its rising sign. And sure, sure, sure. With it. Yeah. Um, there was no audio commentary on this episode of the DVD, so I have nothing special for you there. Um, the notes were that Alec Baldwin previously worked with Mal- Megan Mullally on Will and Grace as her love interest, which I don't remember because I didn't watch that show. But the exterior of Liz Lemon's apartment on Riverside Drive is exactly across the street from the building used as Will and Grace's apartment. Hmm. So their fake exteriors look at each other. They're neighbors. Cute. (laughs) They are neighbors. Uh, And then we've got the Frank's hats, but I think I covered all of those. Former Cyclops, horny and horny, right? Yeah. (laughs) Horny, horny. Yeah. So yeah. And then the next episode up is the one with the cast from Night Court. Now, did you guys ever watch Night Court? You're too young for that, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I think so. I never watched it, at least. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. That's their theme song. Boom. Yeah, Night Court is a really weird, sad show where Harry Anderson becomes the judge, even though he's a magician and not really a judge. And then Roz is there, and it's a very strange, sad show. But it has lots of good guest stars. So every week, it's a sitcom. It's not a serious show. (laughs) So every week, you've got... sad sitcoms. (laughs) Dad, it's just, it's dark and gritty. It's in night court, you know, they're prostitutes and all this stuff. And it's still a situation comedy, but every week you can have guest stars, you know, come in. Kind of like this show. (laughs) 
Well, are we ready to head to the chat? Let's Rate do this it. mother trucker. Let's. <laughs> what will you rate the episode? Do over the first episode of season three. Here come the scores, everybody. Oh, Emma and I are tied. Look at Emma us. Emma and Nick have gone way overboard with a 95. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. The correct score, I looked it up on IMDb Rotten Tomatoes. You are Roger Ebert. 91. <laughs> Now, what are the scenes that are rewatchable that are going to make you want to go back and watch this one again and again? Everything. Yeah. I mean, I love the whole Megan Mullally bit. Like, I would watch it just to watch them go through that whole interview process. So really? Funny. Yeah. And nothing Ooh. didn't really land for me in the episode, which always makes me drag it down. And all the side stories were really good. Yeah. Yeah, Devin Banks is always a winner for me. Devin Banks, Kathy Geis. Mega Mullally is Bev. Fantastic work. Yeah, why did you only rate it a 91? Because I don't, there aren't any lines from it that I like say again and again. Morons. No. no. <laughs> but usually there's like, my favorite line is Kenneth saying, you know, three out of my nine siblings were adopted. One day I'm going to find them. That's my favorite line. But I don't really have yeah. any use for that yet in real life. But I will. <laughs> and when he, you know, what do you know what imperative means? Tell me, tell me. Like he's really funny in it, but. There aren't the, like, class A morons or, I don't know, just scenes that I want to watch again and again. I don't want to watch Kathy Geis and the unicorn on his penis and <laughs> all that's embarrassing, so. No, I feel like the way that everyone delivers their lines is better than the actual lines this episode. Because when Liz, you're right, when she's just like, stop it. Okay, stop it. The way she says stop it, I don't know what it is. It's so funny. Yeah. I love it. She's got her like. That was a cute-ass episode. The next yeah. one's great. I mean, they're all... I don't remember the next one, so I'm excited to watch it. So the next one was supposed to be, the next one, season three, episode two, was one of the cut ones, right? The blackface episodes. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's also the one where she's on a plane from Chicago with Oprah. Oh, no. I know. I know. I was that one's reading about so what's good. Gone. I know. <laughs> and then she brings her in at the end, and it's like a teenage girl. I love that one. And she's. I know. And even. even hallucinating Oprah. She's like, will you say, it's welcome, Liz. <laughs> Love it! Yes. Oh, that's true. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was one of the... Well, I've got the DVDs, so I could watch it, but I won't without you. So. <laughs> Cancel that. But, good call. Get rid of it. It's the one where Tracy tries to be a woman and she's a black man who has it harder. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Good riddance. Sounds yeah. good. It's such a well-done show. Thank you, Tina Fey, who wrote this one. Thank you, everybody. That was a... I, it's such a good show. I'm so mm -hmm. glad we're rewatching it and learning every little detail we can. <laughs> the best. Thank you, Tina Fey. Thank you, Alec Baldwin. Good night, Moon. <laughs> good night, Spoon. Good night, Meth. Good night, whatever Devin makes is doing. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Blurg. If you'd like to hear what we think about <laughs> other things, you can come listen to our other podcast called Takes All Over the Place. You can find us drive story you found this one, Apple Podcasts, any podcasts. We've also got a website, thanks to producer Emma at takespod.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. So follow us there. We hope to see you soon, talk to you soon, listen with you soon. Have a great day. Leave a message. See you night, Court, y'all. Boom, 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 boom. You can't sing along with the night court. I have no idea what I'm singing. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, aka Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland. 
and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. Feel the vibrations. <laughs> Ooh.